0: Hello, college football fans, welcome to another edition of Urban's Take with Urban Meyer, three-time national championship winning coach, and yours truly, Tim May. Urban, let's just get right into it, man. Uh, you guys are headed back. You guys are now sort of jumping on the TCU bandwagon, aren't you, with Big
1: Noon Kickoff? Yeah, we did. Uh, we were down to Fort Worth the first time I was ever there. What a great place. TCU's campus is beautiful. We treated, the uh, everyone's treated us so great, The fan base. But I really wasn't sold on TCU yet. You know, their their offense was good, uh, really good players on offense, one of the best uh, receivers in America, uh, you know, potential Heisman guy quarterback that's you know playing so well. But their defense wasn't very good. That's yeah. changed completely. They yeah. they are they are lights out, Tim. They 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 beat the mess out of Texas, and I mean defensively held arguably the best running back in the country to minimal yards. And they out physical them, out-played them, out-toughed them. Open field tackling was phenomenal. So I'm kind of on that bang, but You know, they're asking me to give a, a top four and how it's going to end up. And it, I think I'm going to go with the Wolverines because I think the loser of that game, if it's close, might still make it in. But I might change that. This TCU outfit is really good. Wow. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get back to them in a minute because I
0: want to, you know, I want to get back, get just a little hint about our checkmate moment. I want to get back to that uh, and the way they played defense in that game. And just, I mean, Texas had no answers. I mean, uh, really offensively, but we'll get back to that in a moment. I want to touch on this before we really get going here. Uh, Matter of fact, I want to touch on this big in this. Uh, The 2012 Ohio State team is going to have a reunion uh, of some sorts uh, a week from now you know, if before the game, because I'm calling it the game of the century, too, because <laughs> the first one is was in 2006, although thanks to you and the Florida Gators, uh, you know, they might not feel as good about that one. But uh, 2012, Ohio State hires you uh, to resurrect its football program after a really quick blip, uh, six and seven. And as you you and I've talked about before, seven uh, losses, the most for our Ohio State program since the 1800s. Uh, you guys come in, you run the table, uh, you go 12 and Oh, you're not allowed to go to a bowl game because you're serving a penance for the transgressions, uh, of the previous of the previous regime. That was Jim Trussell was run out of town. And, you know, you look back on it now, man, those were just peanuts compared to what's going on in college football. Now, matter of fact, most of that stuff wouldn't even have been quote, illegal, end quote, but you guys found a way. Uh, and you know, a lot of people heap praise on you, but you heap praise, on the seniors and especially the leaders of that 2012
1: team, right? Because you don't do anything without the players buying in. Every major college football team has had a, you know, a time, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, you know, Penn State, USC, Oklahoma's, There's been that where they just fall off the edge for about five years or sometimes 10 years, sometimes 15 years. Ohio State was poised to do that. You know, there was a time, and, and uh, you know, and Coach Trussell was a great friend, and when I look back at the way that was handled, I, I can't disagree more, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden uh, we find out that, you know, I, when I took the job, I remember talking to everybody and saying, okay, if we lose scholarships and lose a bowl game, you know, usually that's a death nail for about five years. Yeah. And I was assured, and, you know, the people I've talked to, so we, we don't think that's going to happen. It'll be a probation. And then I take the job. Two weeks later, I get the phone call from Gene. and uh, So we lost nine, nine scholarships, Tim. People forget that. Nine scholarships and a probation and then uh, no bowl game. That means every senior can leave without punishment. And if they would have left, I don't believe Ohio State would be where we are today. Yeah. We certainly wouldn't rebound it as fast as we did without that group. So I would go on the record as saying, I think that's arguably the most unselfish group of football players ever to play Ohio state. Yeah. And I hope they get rewarded. You know, I, I promised them as long as I'm alive, I'll never, anything I can ever do to support that group. Cause they didn't, you know, Zach Bourne, Jeff Hireman, John Simon, that group, they didn't, Ryan Shazier, you know, they didn't have to do that. They yeah. Did.
0: yeah. I mean, it was stunning too. I mean, twelve and 0 season had some magic moments in it. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about that before, even, but uh uh did, did at the end of that year, you were I think everybody was better. You guys didn't get a chance to play for a national championship to even be in a consideration. Uh, you know, that was uh what the last, uh, next to last year of the BCS, et cetera. Y'all would have been right in it, uh, it looks like. But on top of that, did you did you leave that season feeling like uh, man, we got robbed. Well, of course you felt that way, but, but also, Hey, we got something going on here. Could you feel, could you feel the turnaround just palpable?
1: I could. And all I kept, I, I've never been more attached to a group of players than that, that senior class. Because We were, we, were we a great team? We were a great team, but we weren't as yeah. talented. You know, we, we weren't do I think we would have played Notre Dame right to the wall to, to compete for a national title. I do. Uh, but you think we had two overtime wins that year? Yeah. Pr- or Purdue and Wisconsin. You know, there there was games. We, we we just struggled. You know, and offensively when when Braxton went down, you know your your playlist just went really small. And so it was yeah. about effort. It was about unselfishness. I mean, at one point I went to Zach Bourne on a Tuesday practice and I need you to play linebacker. Within five minutes, you start middle linebacker at the Ohio State University. Yeah. Never played. Play linebacker a sophomore year in high school. So I I, talented heart, but were we, you know, were we that like the 2014 team? No, No, there wasn't that type of talent, but it would have been fun to imagine playing Notre Dame for the national title in the year after going six and seven. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: well, that's the thing. But when when you got, when you got a team that figures out a way, I mean, in 2002, Ohio State team was that team. They figured out a way to keep winning games, man, and uh, by hook or crook. And sometimes that special carries over, you know, it can carry that one more game. And uh, it would have been interesting. Let, I'll just put it this way. It would have been interesting to see uh, if, in fact, because there was something very special about that 2012 team. I know you're looking forward
1: to to being with those guys again. Hey, speaking – I'm going to ask you, Tim, I'm going to ask yeah. you that both of us, we, we can never let that group disappear. Yeah. yeah. As long as we're walking this planet. You know, that group I'm telling you, know, I've been involved in football and so you've been what that group did, to me, there should be a you know, a plaque or something for that for what that group did. Cause they yeah. could have all in today's world, they would have all left.
0: Yeah. No, you're <laughs> you're exact some of them might have left before the season. Yeah, you're I mean yeah you're right. I mean, I I'm, I'm getting my I'm getting my transfer portal uh thing mixed up here, you know what I mean but uh no absolutely. and just just the characters on that group, I mean Zach Boren, man, you know you'd lead he's the kind of guy to lead the flag up Iwo Jima. you know what I mean he was he's that kind of character. and when you've got a guy like that and you can and you get him on board, a lot of people follow, right? and you felt that in that season.
1: well, he was the ringleader. he became the ultimate leader him and Johnny Simon. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, I just – I get emotional, I think, about it because, you know, we ended up having a nice seven-year run. That does not happen without those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Gene Smith and the administration, and I'm going to thank him for doing that because uh, that that group to me – there's a. if you ever walk into Woody Hayes' facility, we have a mural uh, dedicated to that group of players. And I remember telling Volt, no matter what happens, I don't care – They better tear the building down. Don't you dare take that home.
0: Yeah. Don't don't be, don't be re uh, yeah. Don't have the property brothers come in and paint over that. That's the, that's the thing. Hey, uh, real quick, let's stay on that genre a little bit. Ohio state, Michigan appear to be headed for the big time collision. Like I said, the game of the century too. You know, uh, we all remember uh, 2006. Bottom line is do these, are these, are these or either one of these teams i'm stammering because i'm trying to figure out how exactly to answer this because i don't believe either one of these teams are in jeopardy this weekend they are if they don't maintain their focus uh michigan hosting illinois illinois two weeks ago you just said oh my goodness here comes illinois but now illinois doesn't look like the illinois i was looking at two weeks ago and Ohio state goes to maryland you remember that 2018 game right at maryland the last time Ohio State went there 52 to 51 they miss a two-point conversion pass uh uh, they could have stolen it and really ruined things for you guys. That game came out of the blue, in my opinion. But w- what do these teams have to keep in mind this week, I guess, on, on on the game before the game?
1: Yeah, I used to always tell people, I wish I could just ship our team away on a desert island and no more social media. Quit looking at your phones. And yeah. it's all about the robbery game. Because make no mistake, both teams, if they lose the robbery game, whoever it is, it is a failed season. And that that's – life in the big city at Ohio state, but Ryan day and Jim Harbaugh just got to somehow rely on the leaders Cause it's not them. It's the leaders in the locker room to focus on this game. Cause Maryland's got a very talented team. Uh, Illinois has got an excellent defense yeah, and a good run game that, you know, if you don't, if you don't, it's college football, if you're, if you're not up on it, uh, but the talent differential on both teams compared to who they're playing is, 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 is there's a wide margin of talent issue there. Yeah. So, it will be a huge one in two weeks, and you know I'm I'm nervous, and I'm not even involved in it. <laughs> hey, speaking of nervous,
0: you helped recruit. I mean, y'all recruited Cameron Bab when you were there, oh. and uh, you and you know Zach Smith was a receiver coach then and stuff. Uh, what did that moment mean to you? Obviously, you had to go home ill last week. You came down with the flu, and uh, you know I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, but you didn't, you weren't able to be in the stadium for that moment. Uh, when he catches a touchdown pass. It's a guy that's had four ACL surgeries, uh, meniscus tear taken out of a knee. I uh, had his dad on my podcast this week, Ty Bab, just talking about the trials and tribulations, but how this kid keep, kept his head up, kept his head up. None of that became a leader of the team, even though that was his first catch ever as a, as a Buckeye, and it was for a touchdown last week. But you got to at least see it, uh, replays of it. What did that mean to you, Urban? Because... This guy was one of the elite receivers in the country when y'all recruited him out of uh, Christian Brothers
1: High School in St. Louis. Yeah, he's a phenomenal guy. And I was there when two of the ACLs happened. ACLs happened. And I remember just grabbing him and hugging and sobbing. And his mom and dad are incredible people. You know, he, his faith got actually stronger during this time. And his belief was even stronger. His value on the team, as you it's hard to even imagine, became stronger. And when it happened, I saw it, uh, or saw the highlight, and I sent him a text right away. And, uh, you know, just God works in mysterious ways, and he's a – this guy's a soldier. You know, he's a guy that – he's going to impact so many people's life, Just and he already has on the team. You hear yeah. the players talk about him. So it's a great moment, and good things happen to good people, and it did.
0: Yeah, a two-time captain, that just tells you – uh, about his leadership qualities, right? I mean, you know, that, that was one of those things you guys, you know, you and Mick Marotti especially, it tried to instill in this team uh, uh, with those real-life Wednesdays and everything else, the leadership groups, uh, to see it continually pay off. you. you know, I'm not trying to, you know, butter you up here, but that was one of the things I definitely think you took to the next level when you were at Ohio State about le- uh, developing leadership from within the team, because ultimately, it is the team and you're, it is the players, and they're getting the other guys to be accountable that really makes a team special, right?
1: And I learned that, you know, along the journey, and I've always kind of believed it, but, you know, when I went used to go visit the Patriots, and they had Mike Braybill, Teddy Bruschi, William McGinnis, and obviously Tom Brady and uh, Rodney Harrison and, and Mike Rabel. And Yeah. That's when I really learned, like, wait a minute now. Yeah, I know Belichick's, but Belichick does not control the locker room. You like to think you do, but you don't. If you can somehow reach the alphas in your locker room, like the Zach Borans, which we've talked about, the Johnny Simons, uh, those kind of uh, people, if, without that in the locker room, you don't have that. Yeah. And so we worked extremely hard. And Tim Kite became our leadership consultant. And, you know, you think to get knocked down to your third string quarterback, you lose a teammate. Uh, tragic, uh, you know, in that 2014 seed. There had so many things have to go right, but it's not by people say, boy, you guys got very fortunate. No, we had incredible leadership in that locker room and it wasn't by accident. Yeah. Wow.
0: That, well, you're seeing it around the country now. I mean, I, Georgia, for example, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really pencil Georgia in to be able to, to repeat or have a shot at repeating just based on everybody that team lost, you know, and uh, here they are number one in the BCS ratings. You got, you got Ohio State. I think Ohio State has really not been super tested yet, but we know that's coming. Uh, you know, and then you got Michigan has not been really super tested yet, except maybe by Maryland, who Ohio State's playing this year, this week. Uh, but we know that's coming in in two weeks, and then you got TCU sitting there, uh, but then sitting right outside Tennessee, which lost that game at Georgia, let Georgia spot them a big big lead, and then they kind of hung in there. But uh, you think, I don't know, we as you and I were conversing. You think Tennessee might have what the 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 easiest easiest path from here to maybe make that Final Four? That is, if one of these guys stumbles, what, do you, what are you talking about? Because obviously one of these teams is going to get beat, either Ohio State or or Michigan,
1: including Georgia, Ohio State, the Wolverines. Uh, Tennessee's got the easiest path. Yeah, they don't have to play in that championship game. Um, South Carolina five,
0: and Vanderbilt the next two weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're good. They're in. You know, I don't see any scenario unless they fail to – or they don't play well. They have to play well. Yeah. But they, I think they have the easiest scenario uh, because they don't have to play a ranked team. It, to me now, it's all about help. Like right now, Ohio State's dealing – it's the it's the 12th week of the year, 11th week of the year. Injury a tailback. You know, you got weather issues coming up. You're facing a good, really good team here in two weeks. You know, the Georgias, they're going to have to face, you know, someone in that SEC championship game. Yeah, uh, TCU's got a tough road to go, but I'm a little h- higher on TCU now than I was a couple weeks ago. Their defense, Tim, be, unless Texas is that bad, and I watched the tape a bunch of times Sunday because I'm going to do a little a piece on them in the uh, big noon kickoff. Yeah, they they beat a sauce out of Texas. Yeah. I mean, they out physical them. They did. You know I mean, so I, I I'm thinking it's either the Wolverines or TCU that number four spot.
0: All right Hold, hold that talk about TCU. That's going to be in our checkmate moment. I'm going to ask you about that again, but obviously you're high on TCU and I don't, you know, there that was an eye opener last week. We'll get back to that in a minute. The PAC 12, does USC, if it wins out, which would include beating Notre Dame, uh, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, would include beating Notre Dame, obviously at UCLA this week in a sold out Rose bowl, um, stadium not the not the Rose Bowl <laughs> uh would, would USC have an argument uh over over Tennessee a one loss Tennessee if USC wins out I mean what what what's your thing because that mean that would mean they'd win the the Pac-12 championship
1: uh would, would they have at least an argument there oh sure but as Matt uh, Liner and Reggie Bush uh, you know we, we have a, you know foxes from LA so yeah. those guys play USC guys and- it's almost like the country doesn't respect that. And I I, I disagree because Pac-12 used to be great. Now that two teams are leaving at Pac-12, the two best teams are coming to the Big Ten. So they certainly would. I don't see USC running the table. I think the schedule is too hard. If they run the table, they certainly have a an argument. But you, this whole world is Big Ten and SEC. Yeah. And the SEC is such an elevated stature right now. Just the media, the... Everything about the SEC is – and, and they've, they've kind of earned their right. You know, you have – think about the SEC has had six different teams win the national title in the modern era. Yeah. That's, so the big Ten, you know, maybe yeah. one, maybe two. The Pac-12, not going to happen. The Big 12 had Oklahoma a little bit, Texas a little bit, but that's kind of disappearing. So the SEC's earned that right. But I, I, I think SEC, to answer your question, certainly would have a fight for that thing, but I don't think they'd get it.
0: You know, it's funny. I I had Joshua Perry on my podcast this week, too, and I was making fun of the SEC because, you know, everybody's got their patsies almost this week, uh, except maybe, you know, obviously Tennessee's playing or uh, Georgia's playing Kentucky. That's no patsy. That could be that could be an interesting game because Kentucky is I think the term you have used many times is maybe I'm wrong is butthurt by by what happened last week with Vanderbilt. Uh, That was crazy, a crazy game. But. They've already locked up. They know. They know it's, it's going to be Georgia versus LSU, the Big Ten right now. We're two weeks away from knowing who's going to play for the Big Ten championship. the The Big Ten West is a mess, and uh, or maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's the most competitive division in football. Well, actually, you could call it that. With uh, what four, three or four, four and three teams sitting there, uh, who who in your mind comes out of the Big Ten West? Because all these things have to happen, there's no clear yeah. path for anyone. You know what's these amazing
1: guys. is Kirk. Kirk Prince is I, yeah. I, I put it past him. They're they're yeah. swinging. It's unbelievable, and their defense is that good. Yeah, their offense is you know at least is somewhat manageable, even though it's not. But great defense in his system. You know somehow now I think whoever it is is going to get their doors blown off in a Big Ten championship game against oh. either Ohio State or the Wolverines, but. You know, I, I, Purdue it could be, and then Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, Illinois. Illinois, you know, even Minnesota is scrapping around there. It's just yeah. – I think it's great, I guess, you know, to keep the involvement. You know, and that's going to all go away when the uh, divisions disappear. All those teams will have no chance ever to make the play, uh, which is, you know, I don't know. I, I have feelings on both sides. Both the two best teams deserve to be in that championship game. And right now, the best, second best team does not live in the Big Ten West.
0: Yeah, but only you know. We touched on this the other day. Before we move on to the checkmate moment, I, I'm not a fan of seeing Ohio State and Michigan play on, let's say, November the 26th, and then again the next Saturday. Okay, Ooh. I mean, I'm not a I I aii do don't. If I'm a coach, that that is the last thing I want. Or if that happens, I want to lose that first one. And win the second one because the second one is probably more important. Is Georgia, you know, as as the SEC has shown many a time, you know, in that SEC championship game. I mean, Alabama, you know, right on down the line, Alabama beats Georgia, and then Georgia comes back and wins the national championship. I mean, uh, you as a as a coach would would you want to play Michigan two weeks in a row?
1: Well, I got news that no one cares about what you think or I think. God, <laughs> the fans would love it. The money, the, can you imagine the money and the viewership? They have a back to back. So, yeah, I now work for Fox. Fox has the game. So, Fox has the, the robbery game and the Big Ten Championship game. Are you kidding me? Would they, the viewership, the commercials, the, yeah, oh, yeah. If I'm a coach, no, I don't want it. But there's not, I promise you, no one's going to call Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh and say, hey, what's your thoughts on this? Because they don't care. Yeah. This is about resources, about a chance to, have the big 10 and have the, uh, you know, that game across that's, that'll be the most, every year it's the most watched game in college.
0: But let me ask you this, Urban: if you're an athletic director in the West right now, I mean, or if you're a leader in the West division of the big, why would you vote for that? Why would you say, yeah, let's do that. Why would you, why would you be on board with that?
1: I wouldn't, you know, I, I absolutely would not do it. And, but I don't, you know, once again, I don't know the way that everything works there, but right you know, I don't, money is a powerful thing. And, and Ohio state versus Illinois with 35 point point spread versus Ohio state versus the Wolverines with a, a toss up or a five, you know, that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think, I don't think big 10 championship game should have a 35 point point spread either.
0: Yeah. I'm so, with you. I'm I with see you
1: both sides of it.
0: I'm with you on that. Hey, last thing is get back to the checkmate moment. you've touched on it a couple of times already. Matter of fact, you've stepped on it a couple of times already. Uh, TCU at Texas. TCU was ranked, was ranked number four in the in the college football playoff rankings going into that game. They were a seven-point underdog, I think it was. It was something like that. And wow. Uh from a from a defensive standpoint, they put a number on those dudes. You know, and uh, and you got to remember Gary Patterson is like a quality control guy or something for Texas now. You know, <laughs> he used to be the head coach at, at TCU, and that thing kind of came apart a little bit uh unceremoniously between him and TCU. Uh, how did that happen? What what did TCU – obviously, they made Quinn Ewers – you could see the deer-in-the-headlights look on Quinn Ewers, a bunch of the freshman Texas quarterback. Well, really Richard Freshman. He was at Ohio State last year. Uh, but how, in a nutshell, what did they do that confounded uh, Texas the most offensively? Because we know Sarkeesian has a reputation, at least, of being one of the great schemers out there. Uh, what did you see in that game that just – jumped out at you from a defensive standpoint.
1: Well, I've actually studied them a lot because I'm going to do a segment on the uh, on big new kickoff. And uh, we did Texas uh, TCU two three weeks ago in Fort Worth, and they played Texas Tech and, you know, a good team, but I thought there's no way that this is a championship-level team. And then uh, I was wrong. I mean, they, they came in, and I, the three things that when I – Number one, they out physical play. Number two of that game, yeah. The outside linebacker comes and just knocks the tight end. I mean, knock almost knocks his head off. Yeah. And the out physical. The second thing was open field tackling was the Bijan, the great running back for uh, Texas, couldn't run forty yards. To make. Yeah. And the third one, they've run a three three five style defense, very unique style defense that they're all over the place. And Texas was. And it's new, it, it surprised me because Sark is such a good offensive coach. They were running plays that had no chance for success. The leverage and the numbers, they had no chance. So that means that they had to be confused. The quarterback had to be confused because he didn't check him out of that play. And they, I mean, it was a beating tip. So, yeah, that was a, you talked about checkmate moment and a program. That was a program win, instant respect, you know, and a chance to make the college football playoff.
0: Yeah, Sonny Dykes,
1: man, his story.
0: You know, you remember yeah. when you guys went out there in 2013 and played Cal, California, when he was the head coach. He had Jer- this guy named Jared Golf was his freshman quarterback, and and uh, you know, you Who could was a deal-
1: say quarterback,
0: huh? The uh, was- guy was Kenny Guyton Jr. Cool, smooth jazz, Kenny Guyton Jr. Uh, but that was one. Hey, I told you, I've told you that a million times. The great thing about watching Kenny Guyton Jr. get to play quarterback. Was you got actually got to see your offense? I mean, because Braxton, Braxton called his own number more often than not. You know, Kenny ran that offense. I mean, it was it was cool. But there was something special about Braxton too. Please, Braxton, if you're listening, don't don't take take that the wrong way. But yeah, y'all put a number on them right from the start. And uh, but they hung in there offensively. And so Sonny Dykes had kind of had this reputation coming from Louisiana Tech of, you know offense, 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 where's his defense, you know? And, wow, boy, did it show up last Saturday. And that puts him in good stead, right? I mean, uh, to maybe run this table and get to that college football
1: playoff. That would be a remarkable achievement, wouldn't it? It certainly would. And, and you're getting to the point of the season where they repel a good defense. You're not. And I think the college football playoff people had it right at first when they had him ranked like seventh or eighth. Well, that's changed. Yeah. That, all you got to do is push play and watch what they did to a talented Texas team. And out physical to open field tackle on a three three five defense, that's the reasons why they did
0: it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that concludes this uh, version of Urban's Take, and I'm already looking forward to next week's, uh, Urban. It's not just Thanksgiving week, but uh, you you left an indelible mark as the head coach, you and your staff, on the Ohio State-Michigan game, the game, and we're going to talk about that a lot next week because uh, you never lost to Michigan. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Day can't make that claim. Uh, but boy, he would certainly like to set the record straight uh, when these when these two teams collide in what's looking like the game uh, number two. Uh, uh, I know you.
1: I know you're looking forward to it too. But uh, Urban, uh, any last thoughts here before we go? No. Once again, uh, uh, so much respect for that 2012 team. Uh, please help me share those thoughts across the country and Buckeye Nation. And then next week, I mean, get through this week, man. Because next week is the one, like I said, I'm, I'm having a hard time sitting still getting ready for that game next week. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, we'll see you then.